0: Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknotes Morning 5 here on Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle, very happy to be joined by Matt Baxendale. All right, Bax, Buckeyes got a quarterback transfer from the portal yesterday. Wasn't expecting that. Tristan Gebbia, seventh-year senior, began his career at Nebraska. Had been at uh, Oregon State the last few years. He's transferring to Ohio State. People are like, what's going on here? Is this like to you know compete for the job? This is a depth piece, isn't it,
1: Bax? This is a break in case of emergency piece. That's what this is. Um, much like the uh, Gunner Hoax and the Chugs of old, uh, this is the, we need a third quarterback in the room. This is your injury insurance. This is your hurt feelings if losing the starting role. Insurance kind of player is what he is here. So, uh, you know, when I first saw this, I was surprised too for a second, but that was because I heard cornerback, and I was much more <laughs> sensitive with second. Uh, but that's yeah. what this is. That's what this is. This is we need a third guy that like we could trust to hand the ball off if somebody hurts themselves, and we hope we don't have to actually play him. And it's a kid who gets to have an experience playing at a place like Ohio State. So it's a win-win win situation.
0: Yeah, Brian Day says he always wants four scholarship quarterbacks on the roster. He knows it's not going to happen every year, but they obviously have Kyle McCord, Devin Brown. Um, you have Lincoln. Kind holds coming in as a true freshman, and now Tristan Gebbia. Um, now, I still think, obviously, they've got to still hit the portal hard. I want at least one offensive lineman, maybe two, at least one corner. Get into that a little bit, if you would.
1: Yeah, we need help. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Uh, so, I feel pretty good about Josh Fryer right now playing somewhere on the line. I think we saw some good stuff out of him this season, right? The guards, obviously, Jones and Jackson were good this year, right? You feel good about those guys. Maybe Jones slides to center, too. I mean, he has played there in the past, but – in these tackles here, I mean, we're talking about big Zen Michalski, right? Like, is it Den Michalski, right? Zen is how you say his first name, right? Yeah. So, you know, we're sitting here kind of like, okay, let's see how this goes. Um, but we, we've got, I mean, unless you, you're one of those guys who thinks Luke Montgomery's going to come in and start a right tackle, which I don't ever think they have any true freshman lineman ever. That's not really realistic or fair to them, no matter how good of a prospect they are. Um, we need help, but it's simple. OSU did not expect to lose three starters. They lost both starting tackles. And both those tackles are going to probably be first two-day picks. I mean, Paris Johnson's a first-rounder for sure. His name will be early in the draft. So, you know, this is a spot for OSU where you're breaking in a new quarterback, and you've got all kinds of toys at running back and wide receiver and tight end and all these other things. But you got to keep the guy upright. You know, that's the reality. So, yeah, we need more offensive line. So for the starting quarterback
0: this coming year, are you do you feel like it's Kyle McCord? Period. Do you feel like it's going to be a good battle between McCord and Devin Brown? I know Ryan Day's not going to let us know during spring. He won't let us know uh, entering fall camp. I mean, he didn't even say that Justin Fields was a starter until about two weeks before the season in 2019, and that was Fields versus Chugs and uh, and Gunner Hoke. So um, so we're not going to know for a while. But what, what's your gut feeling here? Do you feel like it's Kyle McCord's job, or do you think Devin Brown can give him a run
1: for his money? I think it's wide open, and the key word is run for his money. Devin Brown's more mobile, right? And if you look at the line here, we're talking about replacing both the tackles, and we're worried about it. Maybe that mobility comes into more of an effect. I mean, that's a real consideration. Look, Kyle McCord was a huge prospect. Ohio State, if you look back in recruiting days, remember, they took him over J.J. McCarthy. This was a big discussion. Mm-hmm. You know, and Ohio State took McCord and said, that's the guy we want. Now, J.J. McCarthy's beat them twice, right? So, now it's McCord's turn to show that he was worth that. So, yeah, McCord's probably the favorite, but I'm not going to rule out Devin Brown in here at all. I mean, this guy was a top 100 player, right? He's not, he's not an afterthought prospect. So, this is a big time quarterback prospect that we're talking about here. This is two big time players. And Ryan Day is certainly not going to tell anybody who's starting until the week of the first game because you know what? He doesn't want to lose either one of these guys. Plain and simple. All right. And I think even if the same Accord wins the job, I, I don't think that, that you're going to see Brown transfer, right? What happens to Accord is one huge season a la Dwayne Haskins, and he's off to the pros, right? Then it's a wide-open competition again between Keenholz, Keinholtz, however we say his last name, and Brown at that point. And Ohio State's going to continue mining to the west of us in quarterbacks, apparently. So, yeah, this one's going to go down the wire. I think it's a genuine competition.
0: O-line, what's your concern level? Obviously, losing Luke Whippler, losing both tackles. Um, hopefully, they'll get, as we said, at least one, maybe two from the portal. Um, do get Matt Jones back, Donovan Jackson's back. Uh, as you mentioned, Josh Fryer, Zen Mahalski, some of those guys. Uh, how do you feel about next year's offensive line? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah uh, concerned is it, it, clearly the answer. I, I will say this, though. How many times have we gone into an offseason going, oh, hell, we just lost – two tackles and another lineman, and we've got to replace these guys, and they were so good. And then by the time the fall rolls around, we're like, eh, we're not too bad, you know? So uh, I'm concerned, right? Obviously, like, you know, if we had to play a game tomorrow with the new roster, that's the spot you're looking at going, uh-oh, oh. but um, I'm not going to pull on panic about it. Like, let's see how it goes in spring football. Maybe – I mean, how many – we're into the third year with that class where there was, like, five or six of them in that class, the Trey LaRue class, right? Um, Some of those guys are going to have to be able to be ready to get on the field, you'd think. Uh, And I don't know if they aren't, then, you know, the portal scouring is going to be even more important. And I'm not even convinced that the portal scouring is going to end until the summer, because what what happens if you have somebody somewhere after spring football that doesn't think they're going to start somewhere, then they think they maybe should? Well, Ohio state's in a position in need. You're going to have some some people who they're going to be pursuing. So, O-line on a scale of one to ten, ten being holy hell, we're in trouble, and one being, like, you know, we have Orlando Face walking through the door. It's probably about a six or seven.
0: Now, a lot of, like, guys who didn't play much as first-year guys this year, not all who registered are going to have to play big roles next year. We know Sonny Styles is going to play a big role next year. you got to think C.J. Hicks is going to step up and play a big role. Let's get in some of the other guys, too. Well, Caden Curry is a guy I think – a big role next year. You know, Tegra Shibola, if he's not a starter, will be a top backup next year. Maybe he'll be that sixth man if he's not a starter. Um, Hero mm-hmm. Canoe at D tackle, maybe Kenyatta Jackson at D end. They need some of those guys to step up, X.
1: Yeah, Hero Canoe was a name that was right on the tip of my tongue. After Caden Curry, he's the next young lineman. I'm really looking forward to seeing him on the field. I think Sonny Styles is the obvious one here. I mean, we already saw him. He was supposed to be a high school senior playing in the national semifinal game. Let's not forget this. Sonny Styles wasn't just a true freshman. He was supposed to be a senior in high school this year. He reclassified basketball style to come to Ohio State. So let's not forget how much of a freak athlete this kid appears to be. If he's not playing one of the three safety positions next year, I won't be. That that said, I I think you're going to see C.J. Hicks getting in more. With both Chambers and Eichenberg in their last season at OSU, you have to get him pressed, right? You have to get him on um, you know, this is a guy who was an absolute top-of-the-line prospect. You're going to need to see him play. Um, uh, and then you mentioned Caden Curry. I mean, Caden Curry was making tackles at the defensive end on the kickoff. That tells you how athletic the guy is. Um, did you ever see, like, no knock on the Bosa's ever, but did you see Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa ever covering a kickoff? Like, how often did that happen, right? So good on Caden Curry, right? Like Much respect to him. Um, you know, and I'm excited to see Hero kind but I want to throw this out there. You know what I really want to see next year? And this is going to be one of my like keynote things for next season. I want to see Jack Sawyer live up to the recruiting hype. Yep, That's the reality. You know, the first two years for him have been not bad, but not, not, not like, wow, look at that kid. He's a top five player in the country. Good. Right. Um, This is the year we need to start seeing that. You know, we saw it from JTT last year for sure, but Sawyer's turned to be the next guy in a pop, if you will. So, You know, there's a lot of moving parts on defense right now. That's one of the exciting. The schedule's interesting for 2023 for
0: Ohio State. It's tough. I mean, at Notre Dame, now they have Sam Hartman transferring from Wake Forest as quarterback. They needed a a good quarterback. They got one. So that's going to be an interesting game at Notre Dame. Um, The crossover game, so at Wisconsin, Minnesota here in Columbus, at Purdue, obviously going, um, you know, Penn State at home. I didn't
1: realize it was one of them at Purdue. No. At Michigan. I mean, this is a tough schedule. What do you think about it? Well, I was already concerned about it until you mentioned we were at Purdue, and which is like, you know, tough. my over/under just went down by a whole win for next season knowing that one. Oh my god. Like, now the SEC people will go, there's no real hard road games in the Big 10. You go play in West Lafayette at night knock over. Um, anyways, that is, this is a wildly difficult schedule for Ohio State, especially breaking in a new quarterback. You think Wisconsin's game at home against Ohio State won't be a damn night game? And you think Luke Fickle won't be up for the first time in his coaching career to legitimately have a chance to beat Ohio State? That seems going to be a house of fire. Uh, you know, Purdue is obviously a terrifying place to go. Luckily, they have a new head coach, so maybe they won't be quite the offensive juggernaut they always turn into against those. Um, you know, having to go up to the big house with a new quarterback and they're going to have McCarthy in his third year. That doesn't help us either. You've got at Notre Dame just for the fun of it. If this isn't the hardest schedule in the country, I want to see who it is. Because, I mean, this has to be at least top five in terms of schedule difficulty. Penn State's at least in Columbus. That's the only good thing we have going for us.
0: Great stuff, as always, from the People's Champ, Matt Baxendale. You can catch his column every Sunday. It is The Bucket. Thanks to Bax. Thanks to all of you for tuning in to the show. We appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day.